All right, welcome everyone. You're, you're a part of this segment called The Dirty Secrets of the Financial Elite, which is a book that I wrote. And I'm going to share with you every week, twice a week, a chapter from that book. So you don't have to pay, you just listen and enjoy. And I'd love for as many people to have that opportunity because it's about achieving financial freedom in New Zealand, as well as protecting you from yourself in the sense. We have psychological and cognitive biases that let us down from time to time. And I just want to give you control over that and more clarity on what you want from life. So hope you enjoy it. And uh, this is the chapter for the day. This podcast was proudly produced by NZ Audio Editors. For all your editing services, you can find us on the World Wide Web at www.nzaudioeditors.com. Ryan J. Melson and Greg Moll from One Plan for Retirement would like to welcome you to the NZ Guide to Financial Freedom. In this podcast, we'll break down the psychological tools and financial framework you need to live the life you want to ensure you don't run out of money before you run out of life. Chapter 2. Where do we begin? Before you start the journey to financial freedom, it is crucial to understand where is the money going to come from. Because let's be honest, no empire has been built from hot air. So that being said, what is your most valuable asset? Asking this question sounds silly at first. And you might even think it's your house. But in actual fact, the most important asset in your life is you and your ability to make an income. You might have already known this, but how many of us genuinely maintain this asset and increase its capital value? We fuel it with cigarettes, weigh it down with McDonald's, and we accept a job far below our worth. Jordan Peterson in his book 12 Rules for Life says it best. Treat yourself like you would someone you're responsible for helping. So many of us pursue a career full of stress and worry and hope of making a quick dollar but in reality are contributing to the depreciation the value of their most valuable asset. Before you start rolling your eyes and whispering, oh, here we go again, we must struggle through this first part. Because whether you want to believe it or not, the most the social narrative that happiness can be brought is counterintuitive. Purely for the fact that you are sinking trinkets for external satisfaction suggests that you, on some level, do not feel you have enough, or more importantly, feel as though your life is lacking. So although I will provide you with the financial tools to live a more rewarding life, I want to filter them through the values of what truly matters to you. Connection, purpose, and independence. Financial and health. Sharing your journey with the people you love, contributing the world in a meaningful way, and having the burden of dependence lifted from your shoulders. Your values are precisely that, yours. So I can't tell you what you want and what's important to you, only you know. Just be aware that the veil of your superficial pursuits may have a much more sinister underbelly, filled with the deep insecurities driving you to fill your inadequacies with paper. A never-ending quest where the only winners are the people who sold you the idea. Health, self-awareness, love, adventure, compassion, gratitude and meaning can buy you more joy than any money ever could. So I implore you to look internally before you seek externally. That being said... Let's start with you. 
For any investment strategy or financial advice to be effective, it needs to be relevant. Simple, right? You'd think, but the amount of people I have come across who are blindly seeking the highest return without any forethought of what it would mean for them is obscene. The best example of this is you wouldn't get a 10-year term deposit if you're going to need the money in two years, right? But that's precisely the investment approach many people have. Let's take property, for example. New Zealand's favourite. The average person is unlikely to buy a house in cash, so let's say they get a loan of $500,000 at the rate of 6% from the bank. How long will it take to pay off if somehow you manage to contribute $600 a week to it? The answer is 22 years, and by that point you would have paid off almost double the price. If your intention was to move out and travel, well, then how much you get for your home is relative to the price people will pay for it, well, that is if they would even buy it. Often in a house in New Zealand over time will increase in price by 5 to 7% per annum on average with ups and downs. But depending on what stage the market is in, then you may have to sell when the price is down, effectively losing money when you take into consideration the interest you paid and the cost of maintenance. So before you even think of investing, start thinking about what you want and when would you want it. Or in other words, your goals.